this fucking Google, Julie. Why wouldn't a search be included? That's what makes us a great duo. Yes. One of us listens, one of us doesn't. Exactly. (laughs) Sometimes scary, but always fun. (laughs) Yeah, you're never sure if you should take your hands off and put them up in the air or hang on tight. Uh, Read my fucking headline, Bozo the Clown. I'm already a best-selling author. That's an aggressive open. Welcome to Defeat the Chaos. I'm Julie, he's Corey, and you are in for a great show today. That's right. I'm getting the greats out of the way very early this morning. So Defeat the Chaos, it's a show about the highs and lows of being an entrepreneur. Whether you're looking for direction on how to be a more successful entrepreneur, or if you're just looking for someone to share in the struggle, we've got your back. We got you covered. You can come and sit next to us. Today's show, we're bringing in our guest, our guest, a guest. We've got Brandon Head joining us. Brandon is a performance coach and business consultant. He's got 15 years in the coaching industry where he's learned through persistent work with his clients, the power of the mind and the importance of habits. I feel like him and Corey are going to have some real differences of opinions today. And Brandon's an entrepreneur to his core, and he aims to help people battle through their preconceived limitations on themselves and their business. He shares his life with his amazing boss lady wife, Shelly, and their two badass boys, Beckham and Dax. And Beckham and Dax are adorable. So Brandon's going to join us after the first break. But before we bring in Brandon, let's talk about all the things, Corey. How you doing? Doing well. How you doing? I'm, I'm good. I am. I am. I'm good. 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 This is great conversation. I like how you put uh, in that opener there. How are you doing today, Corey? (laughs) You actually wrote that into the script. I did write it into the script because I didn't want to forget to ask because you know what, you know what, how you're feeling and how you're doing is important to me. I don't think that would have been missed regardless if it was written or not. So. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're implying. Yes. Anyway, things are, things are good. Things are crazy. You still, uh, you still trying to open that restaurant? Still trying to open. What's right going now. on there? You want to, you want to fill us in? Sure. So we are, we are getting very, very close to opening. There's still a couple of unknowns hanging out there. Um, we passed our initial health inspection, which is good. So we are approved to operate. And now the next step is to get our ABC permit. And for everybody out there who's um, not from Virginia or a state that has an alcohol board, basically that's the state saying that we're allowed to sell alcohol. Um, and I had everything set up and ready to go with our ABC agent here, who is in charge of our, um, our license. And I called the guy yesterday after we passed the health inspection because that's the first thing you have to do is get approved to operate from the health department and then abc comes in and says you're allowed to sell alcohol call him it goes to his voicemail and says i'm going to be out of the office until july 6th (laughs) that is an aggressive vacation (laughs) that really is um no clue what's going on there so that was great because the no notice nothing it's just a but yeah. honestly, is it even a little surprising that somebody from the government is on vacation until July? ABC is a little bit different. Yes, they are Virginia government agency, but they they act a little bit differently than just regular government. Oh, okay. Um, 
they're they are a little more efficient they kind of operate they're more of like a i mean more of like a, a police force than anything um so they uh, regardless i call i get somebody else on they didn't really know what was going on and then they just kind of directed me to this one person who has not been responding to me anyway so just kind of up in the air which is fun with that um we're having the same issues that everybody's having trying to find people right now so we've got we've got a good crew hired so far but we're still looking for more people um and being a mexican restaurant somehow i was i not only able to um try and open up a restaurant during a pandemic with a food crisis going on inflation and labor issues we somehow are going to be able to open up for Cinco de Mayo, which everybody's like, oh, that's going to be great. And I'm like, no, that's going to be terrible. Like, <laughs> I, like even if we had been open for a year, like Cinco de Mayo is just a crazy day to be open. And to have that be one of your first days be like uh, open for business, it's a terrible idea. We might actually not even like, even if we're open for business around that time, we might close on that Thursday just because I don't want to deal with that. And, and the reason being, I don't want to, have like such a terrible customer experience that it it hurts us in the long run so just to i'd rather say sorry guys we're not ready for you than just disappoint hundreds you know if not thousands of people um during that period of time so you've got cinco de mayo and then mm -hmm. the very next sunday like three days later mother's is mother's day, day yep. which is the busiest day of the year in restaurants so are you gonna be open for mother's day we will be open in the evening which is going to help mitigate some of that because Mother's Day crowd is generally the brunch, lunch, afternoon crowd. The True. Um, dinner is kind of is a bit slower. So, um, yeah, we're it, it sucks that we're missing all of these opportunities to make a ton of money. But at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we're taking care of the people and that's our employees and our customers as well. We don't want to overwork our employees. We don't want to put them in a, a, such a shitty situation that they can't do their job correctly and we don't want our customers to have a bad experience. Mm. It sounds like uh, good leadership. Maybe. Who's making the decisions? I'm making the decisions. <laughs> oh, okay. So I guess you're the good leader. Yes. Huh. Where was that when you were over here helping run SB Pace full you're time? unmanageable. <laughs> it's not the first time I've heard yes. that. That's probably why I've been fired from more jobs than I can count. Sure. Eh, well, whatever. You get what you get. You get what you get. I'm a well aware of my deficiencies. I'm also well aware of yours. Yes. <laughs> All right. So anything else on the on the restaurant or you want to talk about habits? Uh, no, I got to get back to work, though. So, uh, oh, oh, I'm on my own <laughs> yes, now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just got called in. I should. I wish that uh, we would have known that earlier because I could have had, uh, you know, our good friend Callie Keen fill yeah. in for you. No, I'm here for the next hour, many minutes. Excellent. 51 minutes. And then I, I got, I, I got you for 51 minutes yeah. and then you're out. Yep. You got bounce. Okay. All right. So habits, let's talk about habits. Let's talk about them. Right. What about them? What, what is a habit? <laughs> I mean, it isn't like the basic definition is something that you do repetitively. Like it's good or bad. It's, it's just a thing that you do repetitively. All right. That sounds right? like a really good definition. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that it's, um, you know, there's that thing it takes like, was it like 21 days to develop a habit? You think that's true? I don't think that's true. I think it depends on what it is. And I mean, can you, would you consider an addiction a habit? Uh, oh, God. Um, could I say an addiction starts as a habit? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I guess. 
I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Because I, I mean, I, I, again, I think it depends on on whatever it is. Like I've read some things. Like if you're talking about illicit drugs, it only t- it's like after seven uses and you become addicted or something like that. But it also, <clears throat> I think that depends on. And this is with any habit, good habit or bad habit. It depends on the person. It depends on what it is that you're doing. Um, for instance, I mean, if you take any kind of uh, any kind of drug, whether it's caffeine or nicotine, nicotine, cocaine, whatever, mm-hmm. anything out there, legal or illegal, they affect people differently. Right. So, I mean, like, I don't know why, like, this just got into like a really weird conversation. Let's talk about addiction, Julie. Um, <laughs> but when it comes, like, again, with a habit, like some people, for instance, I knew I worked with a guy, great guy, but he he uh, was great. He was great. Yeah, he was a great guy. Great. <clears throat> um, good employee, hard worker, nice, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, there was a port, part of his life where he was addicted to heroin and mm-hmm. um, he just had that kind of addictive personality. And so after he kicked that, he took up cycling and he just cycled all the time. And like, that's what his thing was. Like, I guess his habit was to cycle all the time, which is a great habit to have when does it cross from being a habit into an addiction i don't know i I think that's like the first question we're gonna have to ask brandon when he joins Um, you know what's interesting and i I don't know if i've ever told you this story so years ago i worked for this um consulting this small consulting firm right and there's on a client site and we probably had like 10 people uh, 10 people from this this firm on the client site and Man, that's like the dream for people, right? You stack a team inside of a company. And one of the guys, he was a really like top notch developer. Like he was like in high demand and he had to quit his job because he was so obsessed with golf that he couldn't stop thinking about golfing. And all he ever wanted to do was go golf every single day. And so he quit his job because he was like, I can't even function in a job because all I think about is golfing. I mean, that's, that's a funny story. And it's something that I guess you can kind of laugh at. But also, I mean, that's completely real. Like, yeah, when it when it comes to anything. Um, and ju- I mean, on the flip side, uh, work can be that bad habit where you, you don't you can't do anything in your personal life, you're missing out on, you know, children's soccer games or events with families or whatever, because you're too busy thinking about work. You're not present in the moment. You're checking emails. Oh yeah. Especially for entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 100%. All right. (laughs) So, so I wrote down a couple of, you know, questions here for us to ponder. And the one that I really want to ask you is what do you think? So boil it down for me. What are the three most important habits for success? Well, I want to jump back into this other conversation, Julie. Which one? What's the difference between a ha- a habit and a routine? <laughs> Why are you asking such difficult questions today? <laughs> you know I can't I'm answer that. I'm trying to challenge you and our listeners. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that. I mean, is a is a habit just a routine? Is a root? I I I don't. I think a routine is maybe something that. Like, do you, I guess you say, do you have a morning routine? I do have a morning routine. Is it a habit? I think there's habits built into my morning routine, but my morning routine is, you know, like I I always listen to the morning wire podcast, 15 minutes, three news stories. I always, I read every morning. I 
make coffee, right? Um, I'm trying to limit the amount of coffee I'm drinking, but that's not going well, Corey. <laughs> that's an addiction. Um, that's not a habit. That's an addiction. So I don't, I don't know. I think there, I think there's, you have, you have routines and then maybe there's habits inside of routines. God, you were coming with all the really tough questions. It's like, you've been talking to third graders all week. And now that you have an opportunity to have a real conversation, you're bringing the, you're bringing the big guns. Sure. Um, <laughs> the three most important habits I, I get, I guess I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what the definition of habit is in this, this instance. Um, this is awful. We're, we're, we can, we're unable to answer anything. Well, we are, I think that's the whole point of bringing on Brandon is he's going to set us straight on this, right? God willing. What yeah. if Brandon doesn't actually know anything about habits? We are effed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. This, then, then this whole, this whole entire conversation will have gone completely sideways at that point. So habits, I think are things like reading regularly right? That's a, that's mm -hmm. a, that's a habit. Um, I think, you know, maybe it's prioritizing or making, having like a power list is, you know, like here's the five most important things I have to get done today. So a habit of creating a power list would be, I don't, I don't know. Now I'm so confused over a routine and a habit and an addiction that I. So I think they're all synonyms for each other. You think so? Yeah. So like, mm, I don't know. Uh, I mean, like uh, bad habits are easy to talk about because that's just how we generally think of the word or like, it's always like, you know, I got a bad habit of biting my nails or eating my boogers or whatever <laughs> it is. Like, like those are bad. That's not really a routine. Like, like a habit's almost like uncontrollable where like a routine mm. is more controllable. So, so is working out daily a habit, a routine? Or an addiction? I could say that it's a routine or an addiction, but not a habit. Because, like, again, like, I think a habit's more of, like, a, a thing. You, I don't know. That's why we brought Brandon. Like, he, that's why he's here. Never, are, do, never have we needed a guest more desperately. We have just talked in, ourselves into so many circles right we're, now. We're confused. I Okay. So it's like we know what a bad habit is because you just gave some excellent examples. Yes. Right? Some gross examples, but biting your nails isn't gross. Are That's you just saying that because you do it? Correct. <laughs> correct. Yes. Um, but, oh, man. All right. So now I'm afraid to ask another question because I feel like your answer is going to be weedy branded. Whatever. I've got the thesaurus up right now. Oh, so excellent. <laughs> okay. So why are habits important for success? Well, I think that, I mean, developing those, again, it's a good <laughs> habit. No, but like, I mean, you want to have those, like, and encourage those good habits where, um, all right, so for instance, let's go back to the restaurant because I never talk about it. Um, one Wait, of my- <clears throat> what's the, is there- yeah, one, one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to uh, restaurants is having stuff on the floor, right? Yes, so, yes so, I know that about uh, you. You know, the- We've got the little straps that go around your rolled silverware. Those things end up on the floor all the time. The chips from the the, the salsa baskets end up on the floor all the time. And, yeah. and it just drives me crazy when there's just like we have dirty floors. So for me, I want to develop that good habit with my staff that if they see something, if they're walking through, they stop and pick it up, stop mm -hmm. and pick it up. And just like they're compelled to stop and pick or sweep or keep that floor. It doesn't have to be spotless, but it has to be clutter free. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's, 
that's what we're talking about here. That's a, you think that's a habit. I think that's a habit. Yeah. I, 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 okay. And, and that way, like when they're walking through their house or another restaurant or target or just wherever they feel compelled to pick something up. Okay. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to go with that. Okay. What's the thesaurus say? Uh, well, so the thesaurus, uh, I'm on Merriam Webster right now. So some synonyms. Well, first of all, uh, addiction is a type of habit. Um, Interesting. So, so, okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, a pattern, a practice, a ritual, something that's second nature, et cetera. Okay. Yeah. Um, somehow, um, toilet is a cinnamon synonym for the verb habit. I didn't know if habit was a verb, but you know, I don't understand parts of speech. Exactly. So that's meaningless. So way over your head there. <laughs> now, now you're talking at a PhD yes. level, knock it off, Corey. Yes. Um, yeah. It's just that like you're, it's a part of your nature. It's a part of who you are. That's what a habit is. So if it's just a part of your nature, part of who you are, then is it possible to develop new habits, good habits? Sure. Just like it's possible for you to stop biting your nails. Is it? It's possible for you to, <laughs> yeah, that's a good habit to not bite your nails. Uh, well, but why are we, why do we focus so much more on bad habits? Do you think that's a, just sort of a kind of a, indictment on how it's easier to focus on the negative than the positive or is it that we're just so much more aware of our bad habits than we are of our good habits i think it's the latter more so and i also think that just habit got that has like a bad rap it just got lumped in with the word bad bad habits, and and that's where it is Mm. um well listen i'm super stoked to find out the difference between what i'm excited to find out when i how routine and habit are related and when a habit becomes an addiction, because I, I don't know the answer to any of these things. And I thought we were going to have a really intelligent, informed conversation <laughs> for our listeners this morning. And in fact, what we've done is we have teased it out to the point where they're going to have to stay tuned in to listen to Brandon, to find out the answers to all these questions. And if Brandon doesn't know we're fucked. Yes, we that's, are. That's we, it. We now know less than when we started. We do know less. I didn't know. I didn't know this much. Yes. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm embarrassed for how little knowledge I have right now. Yep. All right. Yeah. Well, let's uh, go ahead and take a break, and we will be right back after these messages with uh, Brandon. Hey, everybody, it's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram. Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses. And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand. Oh, and we record live so there's no editing or production if we screw up, which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on The Voice America Channel. 
Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at leadershipforuminc.com. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Welcome back to Defeat the Chaos, everybody. I hope you stuck around for this next session because we've got Brandon here to uh, help explain to us everything that we just confused ourselves about on the front front 20 minutes of this show. So welcome to the show, Brandon. Good morning. I am happy to be here. Thanks we for having are, me. We are happy to have you here because clearly Corey and I don't know shit about habits, routines, and addictions. Although I feel like maybe we know a little bit about all of them. Yeah. We, we have gam- we have a gambling addiction. That's a habit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, Julie started off by, what, what, I think she was going to toss me a softball and I just obliterated that into. <laughs> Correct. Uh, yes. Yeah. So we got confused between addiction, habit, routine, um, you know, bad habits are most people associate habits with being bad habits or just bad in general. And then we just, we stopped and now you're here. <laughs> we <laughs> just let it, yeah. let it kind of steamroll into that, huh? Yes. yes. <laughs> so welcome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let, let's pick up the pieces here. Um, I have, I have some input on all of that actually. Uh, routine. So it's funny. Routine is actually a whole bunch of habits combined, right? If you think about it, like if your routine is getting up early and then brushing your teeth and then reading, those are three separate habits in themselves. So habits help create your routine. If you flip that around, let's talk about uh, the difference between getting up every day at the same time and snoozing, right? Snoozing is a habit. If you're consistently snoozing your phone or using your, your alarm to snooze, think about how that's developed over time. And generally they start getting worse. Just like if you wake up every day at the same time, it gets easier and better for you. So your routine is a bunch of habits. Um, 
leading into that you had a question on addiction and it's funny you brought that up i like talking about addiction i like using addicts as examples <laughs> warnings examples i do want to point yeah. out one thing i feel like i get a point for how i described routine you did you definitely did i was going to point that out that you were right that a routine is just a bunch of habits it's well, kind of like it's kind of like a process it's just a bunch of procedures Julie. of course you have to bring <laughs> right and <clears throat> to that again to that point like we can identify habits and routines however we want to. Like my good routines might be somebody's bad habit. You know, it's like, it's not, it's only bad in your eyes, I guess, mm -hmm. or in the culture that you grew up in or society, like society's eyes, things like that. Um, and then that brings us into addiction, which is, I think Corey, you said it a little bit earlier in, in, uh, when you were reading off the thesaurus and it's pretty accurate in that I feel like addiction is just an exacerbated habit, right? Like it's, it's habit extreme. So for those that I think you have to identify it also, like people that are addicts that don't know they're addicts, they haven't identified that it's a habit. Does that make sense? Sure. And, yeah. And I mean, and, and you can be addicted to anything, really. anything, anything yeah. good or bad. And, and yeah. um, before, uh, cause you joined a little earlier and you're listening in and I was talking about uh, this guy I know who, who had a drug problem and he turned that in basically just turned his addiction from drugs into cycling. And so he took that, that habit. Cause I, I guess well, for whatever it, it, it was, he, just needed to fill a part of his life. And, and instead of drugs, he was filling it with riding his bike everywhere, yeah. um, which is a, a good habit to have, I guess, unless you come from a culture where it's not. Well, yeah. too much of it. Too much you of know, it. I mean, that exercise, definitely. yeah, exercise is good for us. And that's what you'll find with, with habits and creating new habits and, and more benefit, what we probably call beneficial habits or, or good habits you'd have to be able to replace what your bad habits are. And, and again, addicts are a great example of this because like you described earlier, when, when somebody wants to get away from drinking, for instance, maybe they're, they're an alcoholic or something like that. They have to find something to replace the time that they spent drinking when they quit. It's always a big void in their life. And now they have this gap that has to be filled with cycling. Fitness usually is a big, uh, a big piece of replacement for addictions. Like I have a, a very good friend of mine who has, uh, is very much the same way, super into fitness has dove into it. Like it's almost what you would consider another addiction. And he used to be an alcoholic. So let's dive into that from any perspective. It doesn't have to necessarily be with just addiction, but, um, developing good habits and, um, eliminating your bad habits right and not necessarily like in the way because to me that just sounds like work oh, like i'm gonna get rid of this bad habit and i'm gonna have to replace <laughs> it with something else can i just get rid of it um so how does one get rid of those bad habits and and keep them gone um and then how do we start developing the good habits perfect that's great um so understanding that everything we do in our life is a habit is step number one right just think about what you go through on your day-to-day -day basis how like chewing your nails or how you wake up, how you eat your breakfast, how you make your food, how you brush your teeth. If you've ever noticed how you brush your teeth, take note of it. 
it's literally probably the same way every single day. You start on one side, you end on another. Same thing taking a shower. You, you, you start on your left side, you work down to your right. You've ingrained these habits every single day. So identifying that everything is a habit is step one. Step two is the types of habits that are out there. And I, I wrote down some notes here and kind of quantified them into, into some categories. You have healthy and non-healthy habits, creative and non-creative habits, and then productive and destructive habits. Okay. I think in replacing bad habits, uh, the first thing that we usually try to identify with clients is does the, if you know you have a bad habit, does your future self that you want to envision without it, does it, does it match that identity? Like is, is you quitting smoking matching somebody that you want to be in the future? Right? So you know, I want to have a healthy body. I want to look fit and I want to feel better. So quitting smoking probably matches with that identity if I'm a smoker. Um, also, having social support is kind of a big piece of that. I think one thing that we let happen during replacement of bad habits, such as, I don't know, I, this is more on a bigger scale, but finding people or telling people that you're doing that. Like people that want to lose weight, that know that they have a problem losing weight or they want to do that and they need to start creating good habits to do so, like going to the gym and eating better, do a lot better in creation of that by a lot, like telling the people around them to give them some anchor and give them support in that venture. Now, so things like biting, go ahead. Accountability. And 100%. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, because I wanted to jump in into that, like that accountability side there where like um, it, it's it, we know everybody knows somebody who's like, oh, you know, I'm, this is the year that I'm going to start X or I'm going to stop doing I'm going to quit smoking or I'm going to go find that new job. And they never do. And it's like every year is the same thing. So when <laughs> when does shaming come into play here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's our job to shame people into doing what they say they're going to do because that's just going to make them not do it even more. Sure. They have to get to a point. Um, and my note on that here is they have to get to a point where it's actually valuable to them. Right. And again, let's use addiction as an example. Usually they have to find the bottom before they start coming back up. And it's the same way with any habit. You have to be tired of a habit for you to literally defeat it. And the problem with habits is there, if you've had a habit, they're always there. You never get rid of a habit. You just get better at not doing it, right? Like tobacco users know this firsthand. <laughs> That's exactly what I was just thinking uh, yeah. about, Corey. You're looking yeah. at right now. Yeah, if you, had, like I've, I dipped snuff for years, and I smoked all through college and like nicotine was a big part of my life. I was a baseball player. I still have a pinch of snuff every now and again, just because it's, it's an old habit, but dude, it never goes away. You think about it all the time. And, and again, smokers, uh, uh, alcoholics, I mean, you're always thinking about that <laughs> in some way, shape or form. And so creating pieces of your life, 
that help you stay away from that is part of the habit formula, right? When you, when you want to step away from something that you feel is bad, replacement is important, but it's also replacement with the right stuff, right? Like, so I know, I know that tobacco or, or dipping or smoking is unhealthy for me. What's something that's counter to that, that will help me stay away from smoking besides cancer, because we know that cancer doesn't scare people from smoking, right? It's more like, Hey, why don't you go for a five mile run and figure out that smoking is bad for you? Sure. And let's do that consistently. And you really don't want the cigarettes. So when you, you find the replacement for those, and that's kind of the productive and destructive habit, uh, types of habits I was talking about, destructive habits, smoking, productive habit, working out. And I think the people around you definitely is, is the big thing there. Cause you were talking about, Oh, you know, you just go for a five mile run and you'll, you'll want to stop smoking. But I, I played rugby for years and it was a social thing. And after the game, the first thing I did was run over to the sideline, start to light up a cigarette and grab a beer. <laughs> and that's, that, that's what, that's the culture of rugby. Yeah, exactly. You no, know, I, I did a little bit of that back in college too. And it was like, man, there's, those are some of the hardest drinking dudes known. Yeah. You're, right. You're and so body every way you can surrounding yourself with people is important. And, and what you'll find <clears throat> a gym is a, is a good example of this. When people want to get healthy and they start going to a gym, their friends, they start getting healthy. Their relationships start to get kind of weird because their friends are like, Oh, you're not coming out to the bar with this anymore or whatever. And if you still are associating with those people, you're going to have a harder time getting healthy. What, what's the, uh, the saying about the five people in your, in your group, right? You're, you're similar to the five people, closest people in your group. If every one of those people in your group smokes, chances are you're going to smoke. And if you're trying to get healthy and you're still hanging out with those people, that habit or addiction is going to be harder to break away from. So aligning yourself with people that um, support what you're doing Again, the social support aspect of this, finding new people that want to go for runs or want to go to the gym who aren't, aren't smokers or like to get up early in the morning, don't stay out till 1 a.m. I don't have, I mean, I have some friends, but I don't have very many friends that I associate with on a regular basis that are up until 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. So, the, so I think the social support is big. With that social support, then I think you can throw in the shaming piece <laughs> because if somebody's telling you, Hey, I need help with this, or I want to do this, then I think that gives you a little, a little leeway to be like, Hey dude, why aren't you holding up your end of the bargain here? You're not doing what you said you would do. I always, this, I'm going to sound like an asshole right now, but I, you know, I find the whole concept of that accountability uh, on like a social channel to be so weird, right? Like that I'm going to post on social media that, Hey, I'm going to start running three miles every day. Like, and, and you're doing it because you want people to, you know, ask you about it or hold you accountable about it. First off, most people don't fucking care. So they're not going to ask unless they're like your really good friend. So I don't know why you're posting it on social media, but second off, I always feel like it's more, it's so narcissistic in nature, right? Like if I, if I truly want somebody to hold me accountable and I have high self-accountability, so I don't really, I don't need an accountability person unless I'm really, really, really struggling with something. 
And then I only need it for about 10 days. And I'm like, all right, you're bugging the shit out of me. I got this. I'm good. But I think most people look at like trying to form or develop better habits and thinking that just by publishing it out on social media for the world to see that it becomes easier for them to do it. And I, and I'm always like, Hey, check back in with us. How's that going? Because I think most people are unable to do it when they just want to look like they're trying to do something big. And it's just a really weird concept to me to leverage social media as your accountability channel. And I, f- I feel attacked over here. So <laughs> I did, let me, let me flip this back on you. I know we got a, a couple minutes here. I did 75 hard at the beginning of the year. Uh-huh. And that is legit. One of the ways that I was able to keep myself accountable in doing that was by <laughs> posting that stuff every single day. I know that was the reason I just said that because I was so tired of seeing it. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm totally kidding. I know, I know, but that was the importance of that for me. It wasn't to show off that I was, and it may look like that, and maybe it did, but it wasn't to show off that I was doing this. It was to help keep me accountable to do it every single day because I know that I had to put it out there because I was trying to tackle something. Right. So I would put my picture, I would put my meals, make sure I was following a diet. I would post my workout because that's a piece of it. And it wasn't asking people to check in on me. It was me being accountable to myself by putting that information out there. Because if I felt like I didn't, I was, I was going to fail it. I, I, after the first time that I did 75 hard, I, uh, me and a couple of friends started a group, a Facebook group for people that wanted to do it. And every uh, me and this married couple friend of, of mine were the only three that were like hardcore on the rules. Everyone else was trying to change the rules and make it what they wanted it to be. And I was like, I like, I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't do it with you guys. You guys are like, you're fucking cheaters and losers. Like get out of here. Scram. <laughs> and that's how most people are. They want to, they want to shortcut everything. Yeah. And that was uh that was a, another note that I had in here and I, I think I lost it, but it was like, you have to look at the, the, the delayed gratification thing, the immediate gratification versus, versus the delayed. Like what's it going to produce for me down the road or what's it going to do for me today? That's a big piece of creating habits. You have to understand that it's not going to happen overnight. And then the last little bit of this, guys, for those maybe wondering, how do you start new habits? You never start big. It's just like everything else. you got to start small. Like if you want to take down your caffeine consumption, you don't just stop drinking from five cups of coffee a day to zero. Now I feel attacked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the point of that. I can, I can bring, I can bring the heat too, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we gotta, we gotta go to break here, Brandon, tell our listeners where they can find you. Hey, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Brandon C head, uh, Facebook, Brandon head. I got a cute little family picture on there. Um, and outside of that, guys, if you want to work together, I love working with people. Just shoot me a message and I can tell you how to get started. It's that simple. Cool. Well, thanks for taking the time to join us today and set us straight on habits. Glad to be here and happy, uh, happy I got the invite. We'll be right back after the break. Hey, everybody, it's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram. Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses. 
And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand. Oh, and we record live, so there's no editing or production if we screw up, which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at leadershipforuminc.com. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. I was starting to think we weren't coming back, Corey. That was a lot of music. All right. That was fun with Brandon. Was it? I think it was great. Do you do you uh, think it was great? Yeah. Yeah, it was nice right. having him. You know what time it is. I do know what time it is. Let's talk. Did you win last week? No, I didn't. Oh, um, yeah. I won. You did win. <laughs> You're on a still on a tear i am on a tear and i'm so excited and happy about it so i am now 14 and 2 i uh i won with um the hawks over cleveland so i am i'm I'm gonna stick with basketball i'm going nba we're in the playoffs so this is going to be game two for the um minnesota timberwolves are home dogs against the memphis grizzlies they're plus two and i am going to take minnesota i feel really good about that plus two i like them i like them to win outright but they're certainly going to cover interesting um speaking of habits and addictions 
Um, so <laughs> for everybody out there uh, who hasn't gambled, um, when you get into a position that I'm in, you start doing what they call chasing the money. Now I'm not actually putting any money on these plays. Maybe I am, you never know. Um, and in the spirit of just keeping this fun, I want to win. I'm desperate for a win, but I'm going to challenge myself because that's what we should do as entrepreneurs and people in general is challenge yourself. So uh, I was looking at hockey and uh, Florida, the Florida Panthers are a significant favorite to win to the point where it doesn't even make sense to bet on them because you have to risk so much money in order to. Sorry. That was me. I hit the wrong key. Yes, you did. You have to <laughs> you have to risk so much money in order to win so little. It doesn't make sense. So in a situation like that, I like to wrap those up into a parlay. For anybody out there who doesn't know what a parlay is, you take uh, two or more bets and you string them together and you have to win all of them in order to get paid out. But because of that, that increases the risk to you, which means the payout's higher. So I'm going to go with a three-game parlay, picking all favorites here in the hockey tonight. Um, but since they're all favorites combined, uh, I'm actually going to, I would make money on this. It, it like, uh, I get a plus 133 on the three instead of minus all of them together. Are we actually betting this game? I already did. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, going to take the part three, three team parlay, Carolina hurricanes, Florida Panthers, Calgary flames, mm-hmm. um, all to win tonight all right and is this is this a habit a routine or an addiction i already said i'm chasing the money julie it's an addiction (laughs) it's an addiction all right let's get into some news stories let's do it because i gotta tell you i got three really good stories this week cool really good you're gonna notice a theme all right well i'm gonna start off with one um and I'm just, I'm not going to jump into it. It's just something, you know, something for everyone out there to think about Mm -hmm. um, and should be no surprise at all. Uh, But the warden who ran the federal jail where uh, Jeffrey Epstein killed himself uh, was allowed to quietly retire from the Bureau of Prisons uh, earlier this year. And Mm -hmm. he just kind of just got swept under the rug and nobody mentioned anything about him, et cetera. Um, they also have closed the prison that, uh, Epstein was in and that's all I'm going to say about that. But I do want to say that, um, yes, Julie, I'm not suicidal. And if, uh, I ever die mysteriously, I want you to, uh, press for an investigation and do an autopsy. I got got your back. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so let's jump into something else. This is going to be fun, a fun conversation, I think. Five, why, why do you get to do all the well, news stories straight because, through? Because that wasn't like really a news story. I just wanted to throw that out there for me to think about. I just um, told you I had three really good ones, and now you're not even, I'm not I'm, even going to talk about mine. I'm only going to throw one out there. Go. Then. Five studies suggest that multivitamins do not improve your health. I'm not even a little bit stunned by that. Yes. So all of those multivitamins that everybody thinks that they're taking out there to improve their health really don't do much of anything for you. Do you take a multivitamin? Uh, no, I don't. I do take some supplements, mm-hmm. but I don't take a multivitamin. I take some supplements. I don't, multivitamins are way too hard on my stomach. Usually end up vomiting when I take them. So I don't take a multivitamin. The reason I want to bring this up is because people think, oh, well, you know, I just take this multivitamin and it's going to help, you know, supplement everything that I'm doing much like people are like, oh, I can eat fruit because it's natural. <laughs> Stop it. Now I'm really <laughs> feeling attacked. Yes, you should. On Fruit that is one. good for you. Fruit is not good for you. In limited quantities? Very, very limited quantities. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yes, Three anyway. ounces of blueberries a day? 
You probably shouldn't eat it every day. Oh, okay. Anyway, go on. All right, you ready? Yes. All right. Here's my headline number one. Pornography class that students can enroll into at Westminster College in Salt Lake City, Utah. I'd like to read the definition of the course to you, if I may. Yes. Hardcore pornography is as American as apple pie and more popular than Sunday night football. Our approach to this billion dollar industry is as both a cultural phenomenon that reflects and reinforces sexual inequalities, but holds the potential to challenge sexual and gender norms and as an art form that requires serious contemplation. We will watch pornographic films together and discuss the sexualization of race, class, and gender as an experimental radical art form. I think that's, I find that extremely interesting. Like, <laughs> like, I, like, I, it, I mean, yeah, I, I would say that, I mean, especially if you were to go to any porn site and you look at their top, the top categories, et cetera, you could definitely see what's trending in that country. And they do, they show that stuff by country. Like the, like the every, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of every year, they're like, here's the top, whatever. in in all of these countries, the top categories. And I think that's very interesting. Like what trends are, are occurring in. Is that why you go to the porn sites to look at the trends? Corey? <laughs> well, no, that's the new story that comes out afterwards. Um, <laughs> but the, I think this is just one more step in normalizing pedophilia. I mean, there's this possibly that I, the, the, what, what I really took out of that, uh, took away from that. This class is being offered in the Mormon capital of the world. Yes. I took that too. I, that I, that's what I like, wait, Salt Lake city. Like if this was in Las Vegas, I would understand, but yeah, it's yeah. really, I, I, I really feel like, they threw this, the sexualization of race, class, and gender and his experimental radical art form. I feel like they threw that in there to make, to, to try and justify offering this course. But honestly, where they lose me is we will watch pornographic films together. What the fuck? No, I mean, <laughs> if you're into that, that's fine. Nothing wrong Listen, with that. But... Porn is either a solo sport or a couple's activity. It is not a group activity. It could be. Well, we, we, we had an event, uh, once I don't want, nope, nope. It was fun. <laughs> We're not going to, I don't want, nope. Okay. You want to hear my next headline? I'm just saying. I know. Nope. You want to hear my next headline? Sure. Okay. You're going to notice a theme. <laughs> the Easter bunny inadvertently hands out eggs stuffed with condoms at a Texas elementary school. Did you use the word inadvertently? Yeah. How did, how do you inadvertently do that. I don't know. Here's what I got. A parent dressed as the Easter bunny inadvertently handed out colorful eggs stuffed with condoms at an elementary school in Austin last week. Most of the eggs were filled with candy, but a handful contained packages of condoms. The Houston Chronicle reported. (laughs) I don't know how it happened. I don't know how it happens. I mean, clearly somebody was trying to sabotage this parent. Um, And if you've ever seen the the movie Death to Smoochie, you got to be quick on your toes. Hey, check it out, children. You just got balloons. <laughs> we can make balloon animals. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. crazy, though. All right. You got any more? You got me, want me to go with my last one? Um, I've got one more. Since um, I'm on a roll. You are on a roll. Um, find it here. because. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> as you know, there's a war in Ukraine going on right now. There, and, what? Yes. Um, and um, 
the where all, like most countries are sending um, aid over to them, and sometimes that aids in the form of weapons. And uh, for instance, the United States has approved over three billion dollars in arms shipments to Ukraine, and a spokesperson for the White House said that they have almost zero ability to track the weapons that they've sent over there, (laughs) (laughs) which is reasonable because it's hard to, you know, kind of track that stuff, but also who are we actually sending the weapons to? Are we even surprised by that? No, not at all. All right. Let me give you mine. Sure. Ecology professor theorizes that the Loch Ness monster just be a giant whale penis. Oh, that's a very, very old theory. I'm just, that's the first time I've stumbled. I'm curious what you've been searching on the internet for the past (laughs) couple of days to get all of these news stories. But yeah, the, uh, um, that, that's been a theory for a while that it's just been a, a whale penis. I, This is my favorite part of the story. But while many of the observers may have believed the appendages breaking the ocean surface might be part of something more sinister lurking beneath, Sweet said that in many cases, it's just whale dicks. (laughs) I mean, can't most words I never thought I'd say together. Most things in life be explained by whale dicks, Julie. (laughs) Ghosts? <laughs> yes, whale dicks. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so you have a big uh, couple of weeks coming up in front of you. I do. I do. We're, uh, you know, we're going to be pulling together, hopefully opening the restaurant um, in the next two or three weeks, and uh, it's going to be crazy. It's very exciting, though. This is a in the long time in the making. Yeah, you know the the saying, burning the candle at both ends. Yeah, I'm also burning it in the middle. So. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta you save a little energy. Just threw the whole candle into a fire. I know yeah. you've been going nonstop. We talked about that last week, I think. And so you just got to make sure that you're getting a little bit of downtime. Yeah. Right. And, you know, leveraging your, your business partners sure. where you can. So yeah. hopefully you'll get the liquor license handled today and then you can order some booze. Yeah. Then we're partying. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. Well, um, we got a great guest next week coming on the show. We've got Jeremy Williams is going to come on and talk about the power of no. This ah, week. yes. Yeah. We had a podcast with him where we, we talked did. About Jeremy's that. a great yes. guest. So it'll be an, it'll be a fun show. So hopefully everybody tunes back in for that. And until then, um, you can well, always listen to BizQuick. You can listen to BizQuick. Want to thank Brandon again for coming oh, on the yeah. show. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah. Go check out his uh, Instagram uh, profile. That's Brandon C. Head. Connect with him there. Um, check out our website, sbpace.com, where there's a link to BizQuick, which Julie just mentioned, our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have anything that, um, you know, reach out to us. Tell us what's going on in your lives. Tell us if uh, you like the show, you don't like the show, you want us to cover any topics. Um, if you want us to stop talking about anything. Yeah, any of that type <laughs> Whale of dicks. You know, we <laughs> don't have to talk about that. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, Joy, take us out. All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. Have a great week and we will see you next week live back on Defeat the Chaos on Voice America Business Channel.